Hello, friends. Welcome back to Meg Living Inside Out. This is episode eight of our friendship series, The Importance of Showing Up. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia, from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. Acts 16, verses 13 and 14. I love this tiny little story in the book of Acts. The process of evangelism and the process of finding friends are fairly similar, so I'm going to adapt this story for our purposes. Paul was looking for people of peace, people who were open-minded to hearing about the good news of the gospel and Jesus dying for their sins. And the presence of the Israelites in the Middle East at that time had made people aware that the God of the Israelites was someone to pay attention to. And we have multiple stories in the book of Acts of people throughout the known world who honored this God of the Israelites. Now, what is the example of the Apostle Paul that we're looking at? Well, he and his friend were looking for a place where they would find like-minded people. So they didn't go to the marketplace to buy and sell things because the sellers are busy selling and the buyers are busy buying, and that's a commercial area. Um, They didn't go to a bar or a temple or engage in any of that sort of thing because in that day, a temple is where you went to have an orgy and illicit behavior of that nature. So they went to the riverside where they supposed there was a place of prayer. So they looked for a common area where there was already community happening What does that look like for us in our lives? Well, for me, I have always looked for community at church. And because I've not really been through extensive church hurt, the church is a place that's safe for me emotionally. And I have always felt comfortable hanging out in the foyer and making conversation and finding friends in between before and after the service and then making time to hang out with those friends outside of church. Now, if church hurt is something that's a concern to you, I would actually encourage you to find a nonprofit organization in your area that has a lot of Christians in it, but it's not the traditional church environment. So we have a thrift store that's owned by a local ministry, and they really, really love the homeless in our area. And if I had time on my hands and I was looking for a community, I would offer to volunteer or ask for a job at that thrift store. A lot of us have looked and found community, looked for and found community at our workplaces. And workplaces where we spend the most time is where we have found the most friends in our modern culture. And I think this is, one, a testament to how desperately we need friends, and two, really the the terrible 
falling apart of our other areas of community. You know, we we build friendships with the people that we spend the most time with. And in order to get that quality and that depth of quality, we have to spend a quantity of time. So I am deeply invested in my neighborhood and I live in the South. I live in Alabama and there are old people on my street. There are young people on my street and I love going and sitting with the old people and just sharing my stories and hearing theirs, spending that quantity time together that gets that quality relationship and taking walks with my neighbors who have the time to take walks. You know, some people are too busy and I understand that, but when you can spend the quantity of time with like-minded people in a, a common area, you know, something, that, a, a place that brings people, like-minded people together, that's what you're looking for. There's something else I want to add to this. Our community, my, my personal community, is very much a product of my ability to spend lots of time with people. That is made possible by the fact that I am a stay-at-home housewife. I do not have a commitment outside the home. I have projects that I'm working on that I, I put out into the world for sure. I mean, this podcast, I'm working on coloring pages. You know, it's the month of May 2022. Coloring pages are my big push this month. Um, but so I have commitments and I have things that I do to earn money. I, I walk dogs and even if I, I, I did work at part time outside the home, but having the quantity of time to really invest with people and talk to my neighbor who is planting a garden down the way and make a connection point that, ah, you enjoy helping people and building. And I have friends down the street from me who are working on a chicken coop and they need help finishing their chicken coop and you two should be friends. Let me, you know, introduce you to each other and trade your numbers and get that relationship going. And so because I have the time to spend with people, I'm able to identify where someone has a gift and someone has a need and connect those two things and to add to that, one of the things that builds community is learning to ask for help from other people. Because when people help you, they're not just giving you their time and their energy, they're investing in you emotionally. And that builds a connection point where they want to see you do well. And that can be the basis of a friendship. And I plan on talking about that in its own episode, but that's the concept. Um, and because I am spending enough time with people, I'm able to recognize those opportunities for me to help others, for others to help me, for others to help each other. Community happens when I have one friendship and then I have a second friendship. And then those two people are friends with each other. And the three of us, we want the other person persons, the other people's good and best interest. That is the beginning of a community. 
And so when you have a church, when you have 50 families that are like-minded in that, and they celebrate each other's differences and gifts, and they appreciate each other's differences and gifts, that is when you have a community. The community is the foundation of our relationships, of a healthy society. Um, because once you enter into a friend group, and I'll, I'll talk about when friend groups get toxic later on, because that is a thing that happens. But when you enter into a friend group, you learn to adjust to the culture of that group. And this is, culture is very simply, this is how we do things here. And so when you show up and you join that culture and you influence that culture by the, the, the habits that you bring to it, that, that is the foundation of society. And when our, our communities have integrity and we hold each other accountable, we are then able to hold our larger political organizations accountable. And that is how you have a healthy nation. So what is the building block of community? You know, in addition to I'm related to, I'm friendship with, can I even talk today? That would be nice. Besides the I'm friends with these two people and they're friends with each other, what what's the other element of community? Marriage. The friendship that exists in marriage. So when a man and a woman are friends with each other and they become a unit and they they commit themselves to each other in the presence of their community accountability. They become one of the building blocks of that community. You know, I think of the patriarchs and the matriarchs down my street and those relationships. Those those marriages provide emotional stability for me because I'm in relationship with them and they're in relationship with me and if they break their promise to each other, you know, for whatever reason, um, then my relationship with them is wounded because their friendship is wounded. And I also want to attack this myth that you can have a healthy, happy marriage, you know, just the two of you against the world. That is absolute nonsense. That is complete rubbish. And I hate it with every fiber of my being. And let me tell you why. There is no such thing as a healthy marriage that exists completely separated and isolated from healthy community. You need friends as a married couple. A good man needs other good men to hold him accountable to maintaining his trajectory and aiming to continue to follow Christ and be a good man. And similarly with women, we need other godly women, you know, the Titus 2 principle to teach us how to be godly women and to encourage us and spur each other on in loving God and loving each other. You know, the Titus 2 verse 
of, you know, older women teaching younger women to love God and be good wives, it implies that those things are not natural. They're not natural. This healthy community, this, this picket fence community is not natural. This is the peak of civilization. You know, the safety and the trust that we have in healthy communities. It, where do I even begin? We have this assumption that this is the quote-unquote norm. And this is the goal. Like, yes, it is the goal. But with that assumption, there's also this expectation that this should be standard and expected and normal. And far be it. This kind of healthy community only exists when each individual member, to the best of their ability, submits their selfish desires to Christ and chooses to care for themselves and then care for the person next to them. It is not by accident. The things that happen when people give in to selfishness is riots and broken glass and the French Revolution and communism and... Ugh, I shall not digress on that topic for now. I was talking about the importance of showing up. We are showing up and we're looking for like-minded people. We are submitting our selfishness to Christ and we are looking to both care for ourselves and care for our neighbor. We are looking to spend a quantity of time with other people so then we can develop the depth of quality. For example, I walked into church yesterday and I I was pretty exhausted. I I'd sat with Ben at Sunday school before and he had facilitated the lesson with the high school kids and I was mostly a present warm body, which was the the most of what I needed it to be. I I did contribute one thing to the lesson and I'm glad I was there to contribute that, but I I was a tired warm my my existence was present. That that was the level I was at. So I walked in the foyer and I saw my friend Elena and she asked me how I was doing. And she asked with that tone of, how are you really doing? And I just about burst into tears. And I told her and I listed off all the things that I want to do and accomplish and all the things that are good for the glory of God and how I feel so inadequate to accomplish them. And I was able to reference an interaction that we'd had, oh gosh, maybe three years prior. And I said, you know, you know this situation is hard because we have this circumstance from three years ago that is still a, a circumstance that is present in our situation and Elena and I do not get a ton of one-on-one time, but because we've showed up, because we have had those moments of we went deep three years ago, and now three years later, I'm able to go deep again and reference that thing that we talked about, that is the gift of community. 
and knowing that I can trust her and pour my soul out to her and all I needed was the encouragement of that's a lot and I'll be praying for you and also she's going to bring us food which is fantastic because creative types really struggle with making food and being creative it's just like I only have so much creativity resource and I can only put it into so many areas per day and so if I'm gonna make art I'm probably not gonna be creative in the kitchen but I can keep the kitchen clean if I have the energy and that is what I'm going to be working on after I finish recording this podcast um Elena showed up and I showed up and because we had that safety of community I was able to pour my heart out to her and she was able to support me and I am stronger today because I had that moment of friendship with her on Sunday. This is what it means to build community. Build and find community. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia, from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. Acts 16, verse 13 and 14. If this podcast has given you something to think about, something you need to work through and process, I would encourage you to visit the link in the description, inversestream.com slash podcast slash friendship. There will be a web form there that will connect you with a digital mentor who wants to help and encourage you in your walk with Christ. This is not a professional counselor, simply a Christian who wants to encourage you in your journey. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Meg. I love my Jesus, and I believe in living inside out. Now it's your turn. Go and live it.